The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all of their purchases. Whenever I roll in here, get to the offices, get to the studio, kind of walk around, say hi, what's up, what's going on, and I see my co-host Will Kane up on first take, I go, I wonder what they're doing. And I don't even know if you were in this segment, but your graphics guy, your topic bar person is incredible. I know what you're talking about. The Kyrie and LeBron one, I don't even know how you got to that point, but that's a really good discussion thing is, okay, Kyrie goes off last night. Celtics keep winning. The winning streak, 14 in a row. This is incredible. And then it's a stepbrother's picture of LeBron with like a wig and Kyrie in front of him as if it's John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. And then it's Kai and the King. And the whole topic becomes how should LeBron feel about what Kyrie is doing? Brilliant television, okay? And you think I'm making fun? I'm not. I want the first take people to understand. I'm being serious. I no. think it's great. You and I just before we came on the air, we're talking together. We had lunch together in my office. We did. It was cute. We Close ate the same the thing. We did the exact same thing. Um, first take is genius television production. No matter what you like it or you hate it, if you understand television, it is genius television production. My favorite one, Ryan, was about a week ago during the whole Jerry Jones versus Roger Goodell soap opera. The topic bard said at the bottom, "Game of Jones." Game of Jones. Yeah, and it was little chess pieces, the whole deal. And by the way, 16 in a row there for the Celtics. Uh, 16 and 2 now, so they won that one last night. Um, we'll get to all that Kyrie stuff a little bit later, but I really enjoyed that, so I'm glad we started there. As soon as I said 14, I'm like, why did I say 14? All right, Straight Talk, Rosillo Show, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. I did not think that we would do LeVar Ball on CNN on the show today, and then we talked with Will Kane, who worked at CNN, you're going to want to hear this. I don't want to hear anybody else do their CNN LeVar Ball breakdown more than you. So we'll do that coming up very shortly. All right? The pressure's on. Okay. I'm going to say thank you at the end of the... We will. We'll say thank you to Will Kane. <laughs> 23 minutes on after. saying thank you. The, the cuts I have here are so long, I'm going to have to just chop them off at some point. Okay, last night, a great Monday nighter. Drama. Atlanta looks like they're going to run away with this thing. Doesn't happen. Russ stays in, fights this whole deal, and now Atlanta at 6-4 and four has the tiebreakers against those other teams in the NFC. But am I weird for entering today wanting to talk about just the quarterbacks? Because I know that's how I feel like I always do, but I feel like there's a Matt Ryan and a Russell Wilson topic in there. No, in fact, I think you're being magnanimous because I think you could enter today, despite the fact that he's on the losing side of the equation, talking about just the one of the quarterbacks, talking about just Russell Wilson. So I don't think you're wrong. Okay. I think, in fact, you're being nice. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting a compliment out of it. Matt Ryan now, of the active quarterbacks, is fifth fastest to 60 wins. The guys in front of him, Brady's number one, Russell Wilson's number two. This is, this is why Russ is in this topic, too. Uh, Roethlisberger's right there with Russell Wilson at number two. Aaron Rodgers tied for fourth with these guys. So that's who it is. It's Brady, Wilson, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, and now Matt Ryan. The fifth fastest of active quarterbacks, two sixty wins. Here's the deal. Brady had a great defense through most of that in the beginning of his career. Russell Wilson had a historic defense. Roethlisberger was not Ben Roethlisberger chucking it all over the place to start his career. They ran the football. They played defense. They were a terrific defensive team early on for him. Aaron Rodgers, actually a better defense. So my really? point is, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, the beginning of his career, that defense in Green Bay is better than Matt Ryan's. Matt Ryan has done the most to get to those 60 with 
the least around him in Atlanta, and I'm just glad he won because if it was that nationally televised game theory rule that I have where if Ryan throws a late pick, they lose, we do. Should Sark be fired, and was he a fluke last year when he is anything but those things? He is terrific. He shows it again, and the fact that he's on this list, fifth fastest to 60 wins with generally a bad defense through most of it, that's even more impressive than some of these other names. So the takeaway is Matt Ryan, underrated. Frustratingly still week to week, the way he's talked about, and he shouldn't be. He is not ever included in that group, the group that is, you know, quickly rattled off like this, Braze, Breedy, Rodgers. Maybe too quick sometimes. Did I say Breedy? Yeah. I said Brazy. Braze, Breedy, Rodgers. I, on both of their names, I took half on accident. You see and that? Ben's been up there for a while. Yeah, you did. That was impressive. That was weird. Yeah, Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. I think and, Ben. And, I think well, Ben actually, gets thrown I think in there. Ben is among the more underrated quarterbacks over the last decade. He's never quite put into that top three category in a similar way that Matt Ryan has not been. Now we can have a debate about which one of those two might deserve more to be in that. Dare I do it? Should I do it, Ryan? Elite category. Uh oh. There okay. we go. Yeah, I, I think Ben has been in it though. I do. He's like a guy that comes in and out of the party. No, I do. I, I I don't know. We disagree on that one. I think Ben is generally oh, I'm not passing judgment. I'm talking yeah. about the way we talk about Ben Roethlisberger. He is not consistently referred to as in that exclusive club the way those other three hold consistent seats. And he isn't, quite honestly, as consistent as those three. But I think your point on Ryan is really interesting because he has been consistent. He is not as up and down, but he has not received the same kind of recognition, maybe because of his personality, maybe because of the uh, lack of team success in Atlanta, but for last year. Whatever it is, he has not been mentioned in the same breath until you pull a stat like that. I thought that was impressive because I saw the 60-win stat. Flacco was up there early, too, I think, with the quickest to 50 or something, and he was all defense in the beginning of his career, and now, look, they're a mess. So that was my point on Ryan. But when you first watched Russell Wilson in 2012, okay, we're now, what, six years into this with Russ? He'll be 29 the end of this month. What were your first impressions? When you were doing... I don't know, you weren't doing a daily talk show like this, but when First you talk with Chris Cuomo back then, probably. Right, right, right. We'll get to CNN later. But when you were talking about Russ with your buddies, how would you guys talk about Russell Wilson, the quarterback? We would talk about Russell Wilson not so indifferently than how people talk about Dak Prescott today, actually. You would say he can be entrusted with a good team, he won't make mistakes. I mean, I guess the label, Ryan, that we use now to 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 refer to a quarterback like the one Russell used to be is game manager. That's how he was referred. Was he a game manager? I think he was. Was he? Yeah. Here's the thing, and I know you want to go here with this anyway. Russ hasn't changed that much statistically throughout his career, meaning completion percentage, touchdown-interception ratio. He's been the same guy, but you know what's changed? His responsibility on that team. He's doing the same thing. He's just doing much, much more of it. Well, you're right on the second part. I know if you look at some of the raw numbers, you'd say, okay, he's the exact same guy. I don't know how you can be the exact same guy, though, when you are being asked to be a completely different guy. They were always a great, not a good defense, a great defense. They're still okay, but we're expecting less out of them with all of their injuries. He is somebody that I trust probably late in the game as much as any of the other dudes that we always put in the top of this category. So we're talking about somebody who his rookie season – threw it more than 25 times in a game, only five times. Plays a full slate of games, throws it 25 or more times, 
only five times that year. He's done it every single game this season. So you're right. He's being asked to do more, but he has transitioned a lot like a Roethlisberger, a lot like a Brady at the beginning. I mean, Rodgers was chucking it immediately. Ryan was chucking it immediately. Brady wasn't trusted to throw the football down the field in the very beginning. Roethlisberger didn't need to. Like when Roethlisberger started, you would watch him and go, well, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, Miami, Ohio, like the defense is pretty good. They can run it, Steelers. Like you don't have to do that much with him. And now he's a different guy. And Wilson, he didn't even throw it 400 times. His rookie, he's almost thrown it as many times this season as he did his first season. So maybe he hey man, was. He's on pace, by the way. Right. 600 attempts. It's, right at that this year. 600 it, attempts. Maybe he was capable of always doing all of these things. But he doesn't have the same defense. They can't run the football other than him for two years. And now I think he's kind of become the guy that you think is doing it as much as anyone is at that position with less around him. It's probably Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson now. I totally agree. I, if I were a Seattle Seahawks fan, have almost complete trust in Russell Wilson. And by the way, one of the explanations for why both of these guys and I think the, the takeaway is both of these guys don't get the credit, respect, and, and attention that they deserve. Both Ryan and Wilson. And part of it is, and you've had this conversation several times, they exist between things. They exist between these elite quarterbacks that are in their late 30s, and in Tom Brady's case, 40 years old, and this young crop that we're excited about, be it Wentz, Prescott, Carr, Mariota, all of that. They're both about 28, 29. How old is Ryan in that same range? Yeah. Is he 30 already? And they've been in that in-between group. He's 32, actually. Must have stayed back. You think they got held back? Here's Russell Wilson. Well, definitely tough. We never want yeah, right. I'd like him to play that cut. <laughs> All right. Wait, did you see the fear cut? With, I, with him and Gruden? He decided, if you didn't see the pregame. That was his John Wayne impression, right? He was trying to do this thing where he was going to show Gruden how little fear he had, but he was going to do it by staring at Gruden and saying fear over and Three over times. and over Can again. Can I do it? There's no fear. There's no fear. There's not a glimpse of fear. And just dead eye bolts into John Gruden. We need that. I don't think it's going to be as great on radio, as, but we need to play that for everybody because I'll admit I was at home. I go, how mad can you get in 30 seconds? Do you think you'll make it to 20 seconds of listening to him talk? Because I love him as a quarterback. I actually still find myself impressed with Seattle. They're tough. They fight. Carroll screwed up twice last night. I get it but I still have a hard time quitting them. He's awesome, but this stuff? No, I think we say the course. I think Check out auto. Auto glimpse of fear. Right. Straight Talk Wireless Nationwide coverage of America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. How does it work behind the scenes at CNN? Will Kane's going to tell us all of the secrets, <laughs> and you're going to hear from... I'm going to say, say thank, thank you at you the me? end of this interview. Some of this, man. You. Coming up next right here, the Rosillo Show at ESPN Radio. You know why? Are you thank me now? You know In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. 
Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Last night, LeVar Ball on with Chris Cuomo, CNN. You worked at CNN for how long? Five years. So how does this go down? First of all, I had no interest in this interview. Um, I wasn't watching the interview. I was watching Monday Night Football. And How dare you? We have a show to do today. I know. How dare I not know that the sports content was going on on CNN? <laughs> um, which apparently what happened is there was a 23-minute interview on CNN who, as best I can tell, express purpose was to get LeVar Ball to thank Donald Trump getting his son out of Chinese jail. You want to hear just some of it? Yeah. Because this is, this, is, this is the one that made the rounds for the most part last night. This is the host and LeVar. I'm going to say thank you. At the end of this interview, I will thank you. I guarantee it. No. Are you going to say thank you now? I guarantee it. You know why? Are you going to thank me now? You know why? Are you going to thank me now? Not yet. You haven't earned it yet. Why are you going to thank me? Haven't earned it yet. But no, no. Why are you not going to thank me? Haven't earned it yet. Why are you going to thank me right now? You like the word thank you? We're still short Thank you? We're still short. Your son what? said thank you, you can say for thank helping you. Can you say thank you, Mr. LeVar Ball? I will thank you Can you, you say thank you, Mr. LeVar Ball, for having this? Listen. How about we do it now? I just want to hear it. You know what? I'll show you what. I just want to hear it now. Just to be decent, just because it's a nice thing to do, yeah. Mr. Ball, oh, thank you now for being nice here with me see. on now CNN. The cut is twice as long. First of all, that's amazing that this went on for 23 minutes, essentially like that. And you have to understand, really the whole topic was, why have you not thanked Donald Trump? But what LeVar Ball manages to pretzel Chris Cuomo into doing <laughs> is thanking him for coming on the show. Although you can tell the verbal jousting it took and crosstalk to get that accomplished. It's just, and again, I ignored it for like 20 minutes. And then Twitter just kept saying like the whole feed turned into, I can't believe I'm watching this. This is happening. And I have the bad habit, as many of us do, is watching Twitter as I watch a football game. I'm like, what is going on? Why is it still going on? And at some point, I flipped over, and I got that and much more. So how does that work? So if you're Cuomo, you don't want to have to do that, okay? It's, it's still your show. It's a guest. He's ba- like, I can't tell you how quick that interview would be if, if I had to do it. But then again, if I, if I did tough guy in the studio radio deal, and LeVar's yelling at me, but Rodney's going, thank me, thank me, thank me. And I go, hey, we're done here. You know, coming up next, top five, bottom three. That is then not, that, yes. That's an L. I can't do that as the host, even though you just go, what are you doing? So what's happening there with a host that doesn't want to do any of that stuff, but he can't shut it down? Well, I don't think Chris keeps him on the line in order to win at the end of 23 minutes. I don't think, I know Chris, um, I like Chris. Chris is, uh, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a good journalist, and he's a dude who wants to win. I guarantee you all those things. But the reason that interview went on for 23 minutes wasn't Chris Cuomo's pride. 
I will guarantee you that what happened is some three to four minutes into that, Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, is on a phone calling the control room of that show saying, keep it going, keep it going. There is zero chance that in the rundown for that show that night, it said, LeVar Ball, let's block 23 minutes for this interview. (laughs) And then, by the way, do a panel on it afterwards to break it all down. Zero chance that was how that show was scripted out that night. Zero chance that's how it was blocked. I couldn't play that whole cut. I'm hosting the show, and I'm going, I can't. I can't even do this. I think you working there makes this more interesting. So you're telling me there's a producer that's saying to the anchor there, Cuomo, just whatever, go back and forth, say thank you, keep them going. Like you don't want to make this a short interview. You want This is good TV even though everybody hates it, right? Yes. This is pulling the curtain back on why you get what you get. Like you want to bellyache about what you get on TV? Let me just tell you how you get what you get. That, I guarantee you, was about a five-minute segment tops because there's a relatively simplistic purpose to that interview. Let's Pre-production see if show deal. You know, yeah. Donald Trump, LeVar Ball. Most of that audience, by the way, doesn't know who LeVar Ball is going into that. As much in the sports world, he's become like... He's the CEO of Big Baller Brand. <laughs> and by the way, LeVar Ball doesn't know who Chris Cuomo is either. These no. are two worlds colliding. No, and that was proven by the end, although you could see LeVar just going, I'm messing with this dude so hard on the way out. You can call, call me Chris whenever name, you want. My friends call Chris, me man. Mo. You can call me oh, Mo thank if you, you want. I'll give you that. Hey, hey, why they call you Mo? Cuomo. Don't be having no alias, man. I want to know the real That's name. Why. I don't be talking about it's looking for Chris. Deep. And then they talking about, you talking about Mo? It's not that deep, LeVar. Yeah, it's Cuomo. That's all. Don't overthink it. Hey, But here's what we learned. That's where the Mo came from? Chris Mo? Cuomo, not Chris Mo. Hey, man, you Cuomo. LeVar, get your head oh, straight. Cuomo. Like, like Cuomo, like Google. Like the Google, Google Chrome. I get it, Cuomo. All right, that's, that's it. That's your hip-hop name in the hood, huh? Le- <laughs> nah, I see how you get around. LeVar Ball, thank you for coming on CNN tonight. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, Chris Mo, thank you for having me on here, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> you have to laugh at that. You it's have, on I mean, it's, CNN, it's man, so the most trusted name in news. Chris Mo. Oh, no. Chromo, like Google? Like he's That's how you Google survive Chrome. in the hood. Google Chrome. Chromo. Chris Mo. He's like, no, Cuomo. Like, you know, so what was Mario the panel? Cuomo, governor of New York. Who came, who came on the panel after, and how jealous were you? I, I don't know. I honestly did not watch all of this Did last you night. miss being at CNN last night? No, although I felt like first to market on this of our ball thing over on first take. I mean, like we're, I mean, we're leading the way. Obviously, CNN's following. Yeah, right. <laughs> who else? Who else was on the panel? I, I don't know. I really, honestly, switched it back to Monday Night Football shortly afterwards. I'll give him credit for this, and we graphic it this way for people listening on ESPN Radio with Will Kane, the Rosillo Show. We have it, Lavar Ball, CEO of Big Baller Brand, which is. You know, look, good for him. And I, as a little side note for the kids out there, if you meet someone who is a CEO and they just introduce, hey, what are you up to? Or like, hey, what are you into? I'm a CEO. And they don't tell you what the company is. It's probably not a great company. They probably used to say deals, though. What do you do? Eh, just working on some deals. Got some deals. But I'll see that. I'll see that in somebody's, it's usually fake rappers, but it'll be somebody who'll go, yeah, I'm a CEO. There's a lot yeah. of Twitter handles out there with go, CEO. And- CEO? Have <laughs> I heard of it? You guys public yet? Oh, a t-shirt company. Got it. Okay. All right. Coming up next. Not that all t-shirt companies. You know, I'm just, I think we all understand. Wait, 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 wait. Are we getting any calls from like the top saying to keep this one going? Negative. (laughs)
You can I call, call me Chris whenever you want. My friends Chris, call me man. Mo. You can call me Mo oh, thank if you, you want. Chris Mo. Let's talk some hoops. Amino Hassan in studio. Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm the dream. You should know that. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people. Every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Amino Hassan in studio giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. What do you root against? What's up with Kyrie? 16 in a row for the Boston Celtics. I want to start there because if you did this today, you go, hey, is Kyrie top five? Everybody's going to say yeah when there really was no argument from being top 10, maybe even top 20. But what do you think is the biggest difference? I understand some of the defensive stats and all that, but Kyrie now on his own, what are you seeing him in this team? Well, the funny thing is the setup that they have, Ryan, is a lot like I just thought I was talking to Field Yates in the hallway today, and it just hit me. It's not unlike the 2001 Sixers. All you guys do all the dirty work, I handle the scoring. You look at this, we think about Brad Stevens as an offensive whiz, which he is. So it kind of bleeds over like, well, of course the, the Celtics are great offensively. No, they're not. They're in the bottom bottom half in offensive efficiency, bottom third in field goal, effective field goal percentage. So they're not good offensively. What they've been doing is absolutely locking down defensively and then the door just leave the door open this big and then Kyrie does his thing at the end. Right, and so he's been tremendous in the clutch, um, but it is comes with the freedom of never having to second guess anything you do. Right, in a way that when you play with a higher caliber teammate, there's some decision making. Should I take this shot? Was he with the Thunder? Yeah. What's that? Yes. Seen it with the Thunder. Right, exactly. And and I think even even on the highest level, even the Warriors deal with that sometimes. Yeah, they, they get should, a little too unselfish. Should I? You know, yeah, should yeah. I? Maybe I shouldn't have taken that shot. Kyrie has none of those issues. Yes, I'm taking this shot. Don't worry about it. And and in that freedom, he, he's been able to be really, really effective. But I think the more surprising thing has to be the team defense, right? I mean, one of the takes that I'm getting crushed for, there's a handful or something, <laughs> is that when Gordon Hayward went down, I said, this thing's done. This mm-hmm. thing's done defensively. Last year, what are they, 12th, 13th of defensive rating? Right. And this year, they're first. They lose Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley. All the things you would have said helped them get to 12th, meaning they would have been below without those things, right. are gone, and they're better. How? I think first and foremost, they were a great defensive team uh, at the point of contact of doing all the right things. But the reason why they were 12th was because their defensive rebound percentage was terrible. So they would play the worst rebounding playoff. The proverbial proverbial 23 seconds of great defense, and then someone grabs an offensive rebound and just scores. And like, well, thanks, thanks a lot. That didn't really help that much. And so this year, they've been much better at protecting the glass. Now, that's the part where is this fool's gold or is this for real? Because you got obviously Horford's a great rebounder, we know that. But I think it's Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, uh Terry Rozier, and uh might be Jalen Brown. 
They're all rebounding at levels far above what their career averages are. They're having the best rebounding years of their life. Now, we're almost 20 games in. Maybe it is. This is the real deal. But I think that's why the leap isn't as drastic as it might be suggested by going from 13th to 1st because they were already pretty sound defensively. It's just... Now they they're were just getting the rebound at the, the rebound three seconds. And then there's also the improvement going from Isaiah Thomas to Kyrie. That, but 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 honestly, that, I mean, would you have suspected there would have been a great defensive improvement from that? What was it, four months ago? Because Kyrie's got to be a surprise defensively. Yes, he's a surprise defensively. But even within that, in the most pessimistic evaluation of him defensively, better than Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but it's still so shocking to me that he's he's not a negative anymore. I mean, yeah. there were there were arguments, and I, I think it was a little exaggerated. We're here with Minel Hassan here, where, and some people would argue, and it was usually an anti-Kyrie person, but mm-hmm. that they've always been a better team with him off of the floor. You go, okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But that's what some of the numbers right. tell you. Right. And now it's the first time he's not a negative uh, defensively. Let me jump to something else here because we could do the whole time on this, and I want to get something else from you here. When you talk to teams, mm-hmm. and I watch, it feels like yes, people have been taking more threes. The jump in it feels overnight. The team's going small. There's certain teams, hey, here's our little small lineup. Right. Now it's so many teams that close that way. Every game that I'm watching, what are you hearing about what teams are designing themselves, what they're trying to do now to stay ahead of or keep up with everyone else? Well, I think the funny thing is the teams that aren't good that do it, right? Because it's one thing to say I'm putting my five best players out there, and it doesn't matter what their size is. We're going to outskill you. But there are a lot of nights where there are a lot of bad teams that – do it, and they're not even putting their five best players just because, oh, we got to go small, everyone else is going small. And that's the main thing, I think. Uh, talk to guys from teams that are not good, and they're like, I don't know why we're doing this because we're trying to follow a fad. Say, so you want to be like the Warriors, you got to start by having some Warriors-level talent up in here. You can't do this with the personnel that we have. And I think that's sooner or later, because we know this is how this league works, the pendulum is going to swing, and someone's going to figure out, okay, Everyone's zigging, I'm going to zag, and we're going to do things differently, and we're going to be successful doing it. Now, are you going to be better than the Warriors? No, but you're not going to be better than the Warriors playing their way either. But what will that zag look like? I mean, Big. all of the guys coming out next year, at least the top three or four guys are 6'10", 6'11". Yeah. They're athletic. They're, they're Giannis types, right. right? So is that the zag? What I, does the zag look like two years down the road? I think the, the zag is big, and it's half court. It's not fast. Now, it's still shooting is still a premium. That's the one thing because we appreciate the three-point line now more than we ever did before. So if you have shooters, that's always going to that always be a constant. But I think slower, half court and uh, beat them up on the glass and uh higher percentage looks in the paint rather than from the perimeter. All right, I mean, good stuff, man. We'll see you soon. All right. We'll see you in Sports Center tomorrow. All right, coming up next, what do you root for that you actually feel bad about rooting for in sports? So there's some stuff that when it happens, if you're being this is totally be a honest, bit of a Kyrie conversation. Yeah, you go. You know what? Actually, I'm glad that it's not working out for that guy. Injuries <laughs> seem to be a little bit too much, but when somebody has a bad game, you're like, you know what? I'm happy because it means I'm right. <laughs> That's next. Amino Hassan in studio. Give me the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. It's ESPN Radio. I have to go to the gym and untangle my headphones while warming up on the treadmill. And I'll finally untangle them four miles later, at which point I'm going to be real tired! Oh, yeah! Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when GEICO makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. And once I put my headphones in, I realize my phone's dead! 
then I get to run in silence. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is it weird to have a sports talk show and go, this quarterback who I think is really, really good, I think he may be a sociopath. You do? I just, I'm asking if I were just talking about anyone in general. Would it be weird for you to opine on whether or not he's a sociopath? Yeah, it'd be a little yeah, weird. Yeah, I think he'd give next. you a pretty heavy dose of evidence. Yeah. But it is. It's he's not. Really, you, the option is not sociopath. Yeah, he's okay. acting. He's acting. It was rehearsed in the mirror. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. We'll do that next hour. All sorts of stuff. When you're sitting at home and you don't like a team, you don't like a player, be honest. You root against that person. And when you have a show and you have takes and you have things that you've said, right now the Sixers, I'm going to have to eat a whole salad full of L's on this one. They're good. And the two young players who I like a lot, they're actually good and they're winning. And, you know, good is 500, but that doesn't happen with young teams. What was the take that set the table I, for I just you said they're probably like a 30-win team. They're going to stink. They're not going to be good. Are Philly fans all over you? Yeah. I mean, Philly fans are usually pretty reasonable about stuff and patient. <laughs> so, uh, it's And the thing is, though, I've also said about Embiid, I go, I don't know how you pay him that money. I'd worry about it. So, Oh, you're not rooting for injury on that. That's the question. You're not. You no. can't. No. I would. I hope everyone believes me that even though it ended up me being right and then I'm losing games and having a bad record and I could do the end of the season, huh, see, I told you so, I wouldn't want to deny myself for the basketball world what is Joel Embiid. I wouldn't want to do that. So I'm never rooting for his injury. Uh, but I'll admit, in other cases, like that's a rarity. That's one where I go, okay, I'm going to be wrong, and I'm okay being wrong because I, I like watching them all so much every single night. The Sixers have become this, they're going to be like a, should I, do I dare even say a 500 team now? Cause that By might... the way, I've learned this as well as so we can work through our resumes on this. You can't change it. Like You can't go forward and go, even if you say I was wrong and you say I'm now a believer, no. No, you will keep paying for your yeah. original thought. And that's that's fine. It just I'm not, as I've said throughout the NBA season, I'm not used to young teams being this successful. I'm not used to seeing a Celtics team be this good defensively. So this actually is a good one for you, isn't it? Or should we do this one last? Should we do the Celtics one? Is there an There's NFL one? one left. Oh, right. God, is there an what's, NFL what's one? What's your NFL one that you root for this outcome, even though it makes you feel a little guilty? And when you're a hot taker, you've got a lot that you end up rooting for in the pursuit of being right. By the way, I'm not really that, so I don't know. I'm just laughing about that, but whatever. But look, let's just stay in the greater Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. Wentz. Let's stay with Wentz. There's, I like Carson Wentz. Like, that's white noise people don't hear. I met the Why man. Why does it have to be able to race? <laughs> I met the man at Chickie and Pete's. He's from North Dakota. He got his offensive lineman shotguns as gifts. He's you. He and I are friends. We just don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I do not root for his success, or I only root for his marginal success, because I am on record as thinking Dak Prescott is just a little bit greater than Carson Wentz. I understand that it's a bad week for that argument. But yeah, I look at that, and sometimes I'm like, I'm rooting against Carson Wentz, and I actually like Carson Wentz. And it's so I am right. And you had a lot of chips on that number in that duel between Dak and Carson. A lot. There were a lot of chips. Luckily, I got deep pockets, and I'm going in on the long run because I'm not backing off that take. Yeah, that's what I like to do with some of my takes. These these aren't snapshots. I'm writing books. That's right. All right. Let me give you another one. Okay. You came at me yesterday. Yes. 
Oh, you I even brought in backup. Yep. You, you and Hasselbeck. You took this way too personally yesterday, but fine. I'm pretty married to my Elway take. <laughs> you don't think Elway's good at this thing? No, I don't. See? See? If a man is rooting for his take to be right, I think it's incumbent on you to not change his take. What is I your belief on Elway? I don't think he's done a good job of managing the Denver Broncos quarterback position. So, And I find myself going, eh, look at that, another bad week for Trevor Simeon. So every time Simeon has a bad game. So you go into a Broncos game wanting Simeon to fail. You want to see Brock Osweiler fail. When Paxton Lynch is cleared, you don't want to see him do well. If Paxton Admit Lynch it. is cleared, it will make me wrong. <laughs> Cleared? You mean no, just no, getting out there? No. If no. Paxton Lynch comes out and lights it up. So you're rooting for picks. If Paxton Lynch those three picks in the first start, whenever that ends up happening here, you're going to be happy about it. Don't get all holier than no, that with I'm... me in your tone. You just said you want Joel Embiid to blow his knee out. Uh, I definitely <laughs> didn't say that. I just want to lock you down into what, because I'm admitting to some of this stuff too. By the way, it's Amazon Black Friday deals. That's this week at free shipping on millions of items with eligible orders over $25 now through Friday. So Rudy? How pumped are you? that Alex Smith laid an absolute egg against a terrible Giants team. Right. Okay. Shine the spotlight that way. Police light down bright. I enjoyed it. See? Yeah, I said it. Schadenfreude. This this regression, I enjoy it. Alex Smith. You're here for it. I guess we're all here for all of it. We are. Yeah. Including the people listening. You have your barbecue take that you've run out there and you don't want to show up the next week and go and have to face the music if it was wrong. You don't want to. You want to be the other side of that equation. I would still like to stop calling everything a take, but I know, I know. That's 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 something I'm just trying to think of a couple opinion. other ones. It's just like yeah. your opinion, right? That's just like my opinion. So I think we all do this. I sent this out this morning. At Ryan A. Rosillo. I go, what do we got? And the guy goes, I root for Seb- uh, Saban to die. Oh, I went, that's... well, that's, that's, and then he goes, I feel guilty about it. And then he said, never mind. Oh, well, that absolves him. He but then he, about he it, said though? later on, he, he does, actually doesn't. So that was an excessive version of what we're doing here. But it's also different. I root for the Eagles to fail because I don't like them. But that's not what I'm that's doing different. with my Carson Wentz thing. Right. That's how different. Many, how many people do you think are rooting for a significant Warriors injury? More because they've taken some position on the Warriors? They might be doing it because they don't like the decision Kevin Durant made, or they feel like it's a bandwagon, all it's a bunch things. of front runners. but that's, again, not the same thing. You would root against the Warriors if you said something like, you know that Clay Thompson guy? Overrated. How many people do you think who had golf as a bus takes Here we go. are hoping there's some kind of regression here? He ends the second half of the season throwing a ton of picks, and they missed the playoffs. I'm not, because I didn't really go in on that take like you painted out. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I did, as we just talked about with Amino Hassan, say that the Celtics' defense would be awful, and it's the number one in the NBA. And every time they play, I do look up how they play, how many points did they give up, and I don't like it. I don't like that they're so good on defense. <laughs> and I like the Celtics. That's the other thing. I like the Celtics. So you're rooting against the Celtics who you like because you said they'd be bad on defense. Yeah, I like being right a lot more. You've been wrong 16 times in a row. <laughs> All right, we'll do more on the Celtics and who they are with this winning streak and a little of that next on ESPN Radio.